digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. All right, so we fixed one problem, but created two others. But it's all working now. So essentially, how how this day started was we got all the technical stuff and all the overlays looking great. But um, OBS Streamlabs uh, freaking updated and bricked my Stream Deck, which I will. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so I'm like, all right, unmute. Oh, how about no? this no okay nothing gonna work then let's just let's just figure it out guys but no we're in we're live we're actually have audio and stuff so and it looks like let me double check yep it is working nice all right we did it guys my job is done will you can take over okay then um welcome everyone to the game one plus our podcast and content our creators doing their podcast each week live on Twitch and on YouTube with Advanced and also on Podbean and all your other audio devices. As I say, I am Lad Teammaker, aka Will McKellar, and joining me as always, it's James Atkinson. Morning. And today we have a very, very special guest from Digital Days Gaming. It's Dave Hunt. Morning, morning, morning. And so, better do this. <sighs> Much better. There we go. <laughs> so how's it going, everyone? <laughs> going good, man. How are you? Hey, well, whoa, you know, I'm a bit that's... warm, but comfortable. Dougie? <laughs> it comes, Dougie, we're a raid. This is weird, Dougie. Normally, we raid you. What's going on? <laughs> By the way, welcome, everybody. So on today's show, we do have a bit of a content dump. Is light one. We, we went before we started. This is okay. We do have our guest, Dave, so we're going to be talking to him about his new venture and maybe anything else in between. We've been playing little bits of, you know, shout outs and stuff like that. So we might as well get on with it. Uh, content dump it is. Right. Uh, big news that I saw this week. Elon Musk mucking about with trucks. It looks like something out of a PS1 game called the Eurogamer. And the memes have been flying. And you want to know what? 
He's getting a lot of good press because of it too. Good it's a press. Forty thousand dollar U.S. truck. Yep. <laughs> Terrible. Forty thousand dollars for something. Yeah, that looks like it's a, a t- it's a Tesla. So I mean, it's like one of the electric ones, or, you know. So and those are already expensive as they are. And I know a couple people that have Tesla cars, and they love them. I just don't. I mean, I I live outside of Detroit, so like it's the Motor City capital of the world. Like it's where GM and Ford and everything are based out of. I don't know what the public reaction would be is if somebody pulled up next to you at a stoplight in this truck. <laughs> They'd probably wonder where, where they put a controller. It's like hang on, <laughs> or do something like a double take, you know, which looks even weirder than a Panda onesie. I grant you. Um, <laughs> It's to it looks like, and I think the best meme I've seen of it all going forward is like the meme of like a, a kid drawing the car at age four. And it says Elon, and it's just that truck in squares, and it's just like, well, he did do it. He uh, he made his truck. He made the drawing concept drawing. He made with his four year old. I mean, is it is it this actually what it's going to look like, or is this the concept? Because we know concept to actual usually is drastically different. I guess I'd have to look back and see what like some of the first Teslas look like in terms of cars and see how much they changed. Because I know they say that uh, the material it's made out of is the same one that's being made out of the uh, spa- the Starship rocket sh- rockets are going to be made out of. It's made out of the same steel. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, we're just using the same material we use on our spaceships. Like, oh, so... <laughs> That's good to know. That's his pickup line when he pulls up next, you know, next to the ladies at the stop signs. <laughs> Want to go to Mars and me? <laughs> he has cat girls there, so, you know. Yeah, Elon's cat girls on Mars. See, I just personally think it's a big-ass troll that he's do- done with this thing. Because we know how he loves to do it to people. We know how he loves to do it with memes. I just think he's gone one step further and made a car just to troll everyone. Mm. That's a lot of that's a. I mean, I know he's got a lot of money, but <laughs> see now I, mean, I have to look know, up Tesla James car is a big concept. fan of it. But are you looking at all the concepts now well, to see what a real model? I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of Elon, and as in like a, uh, as in just a yeah. guy who like does weird shit. Yeah, like like the Teslas were like all curves and and stuff. There was never anything that looked like that blocky design. Yeah, and you you can. So if it's a troll, then he's taking money for the troll because you can pre-order the truck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How many people are going to actually buy one, though? That's the A lot. Yeah, there's, I mean, I mean, it sounds like it holds six people. So, like, that's a, you know. But yeah. I mean, is it a truck or is it a hatchback? <laughs> Because, like, I don't yeah. see the bed on this thing. Right. Yeah, an SUV style. I mean, the other thing, too, is that if you flip it, can the Master Chief get out and flip it back on its right side? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Because <laughs> I was just thinking that as well. Um, was Aaron Greenberg who did that tweet Probably. earlier this week? It's just it's like the whole the whole mass chief part really cool. Oh boy. Another I'm, <clears throat> I am both happy that Elon is back in the news and both sad, and this will probably cost him a couple 
a few million dollars in both the fact that it's a concept truck and then the government will will find some reason for him breaking the law and like mm. oh you tweeted about this so you need to pay us money <laughs> that's copper isn't it yeah whatever he does <laughs> So that was also a big issue this week, which apparently, um, if if you listen to Jim Sterling or not, uh, he believes it isn't a big issue because this act has been around since, what, 96, he was saying? Um, people on YouTube are getting very antsy about potentially being fined 42000 for their content uh, not being sort of child-friendly, but being labelled as child-friendly. Um, but... This all came about because apparently Google was using their YouTube alg algorithms to sort of send adverts to kids who are watching YouTube. And it's kind of like, oh, that's a big no-no. So that's where everybody's getting worried about. But according to Jim Sterling, you know, with stuff like ours, because, you know, I, I can get this out of the way so we can be demonetized anyway. But shit can't fuck bugger tits. There you go. Well, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's not gonna be a problem. It's not gonna be a problem for us, anyways, because I went into YouTube and said our content is never meant for children. So yeah. they just we whatever ads they should roll. It's like we we've said we our shit is not for children. I every video is labeled eighteen plus, regardless. So. <laughs> That's screaming in the background to prove yeah, it. That's my four year old. It's that is that's great timing. <laughs> Checks in the mail. We timed that perfectly. Checks in the mail. <laughs> and then the other big thing that happened this week, I think James, you were mentioning this before we went live. Oh, Google the, Stadia uh, released. Did anybody else yep. care? Did anybody care? Did anybody care here? Anybody? Um my cons <laughs> Like my concerns with Stadia, and it actually sounds like it's every day it's gotten better as people like learn how to understand what exactly it is versus what it's not, and it just means that you have to have a clean internet connection, not necessarily a great internet connection. And what I mean by like a clean internet connection is that trying to do multiple things online in your house at the same time actually affects Stadia more than if you just have a terrible connection in general. Wow. So. In terms of the concept of what Stadia could become, it's really, really cool. Like if I can, you know, in six months or in a year, if I can decide that I want to play the newest whatever game that comes out and I want to just go to the Stadia store and spend 50 or 60 bucks US on the game and I can play it at 1080p, 60 frames a second without having to old own a console or have a PC that's strong enough to run it. Like I'm I'm 100 percent with that. Yeah. just to buy the game but right now for you to buy a, a chromecast 4k ultra or whatever the damn thing's called and you have to plug your controller in and you have to be connected to the internet and it only works on the one they send you in the box and it only works with the controller that they send you and i know it on the on the chrome stuff it's working with other controllers now but you still have to be in this like 150 dollar, 130 dollar buy-in like that's not i'm not about that right now <laughs> No, especially when you start having to buy other games as well at full price for it. That that gets really expensive really quickly. And it's kind of like, well, how is this easier for me just going to a store, buying a game, going, okay, I'll wait five minutes for the day one patch to update. I'll wait for it to just install and away I go. But if I can play, you know, I, I don't even know as an example, if I can play Cyberpunk 2077, which mm -hmm. I'm already worried about how that's going to perform on current gen consoles, and I know my gaming PC can't run it, 
at, yes. at optimal settings. If I can buy that on the Stadia store without having to own any other Stadia equipment, plug my scuff controller or DualShock controller into my PC and the Chrome browser just reads it and I just spend 60 bucks and I play that game at 60 frames, 1080p, Yeah, I'll buy it there. Yeah, that's a, I mean, in, in that respect, that's a good way of selling it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's because I may be old and set in my ways. So here's <laughs> the thing, guys. You don't buy mm. games on Stadia. It's a subscription-based service. You can play. You pay. You pay. Right now, it's right a subscription-based service. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, maybe in the future, I look at it as this. Uh, to harken back to something that we were talking about, it's like a Tesla truck. <laughs> it's it's janky. It's weird. We don't understand it. But is it the groundwork for something that could be awesome in another two, three, four years, when they work all the kinks out and the Big thing for me is the internet infrastructure gets solid enough in mo the majority of countries to have it. Yeah, I think that's going to be great. Because the other thing, too, is that they're going to build servers out. And so they're probably going to build build out server farms and closer to major data centers so that they're going to create the less latency between the server and your Stadia. And that's just going to help the problem. That's just going to help it. So, And don't want to use this term, but Google's too big to fail on this. So even this is this is a lost leader for them. They're too big to fail on it, but they're also not opposed to pulling the plug on something entirely and throwing it away. Right. But I think and I if think they they're... do that, then you lose any content that you purchase. Like it's just we always talk about that. People have always talked about that fear of physical media and digital media. Like on my PlayStation or on my Xbox, like if I have a game downloaded that doesn't require an internet connection, I can play that game whenever I want. I can take a Nintendo 64, plug my TV as bad as it might look, plug it into my you know 4K TV or whatever I have, put a cartridge in, and it'll work. If Stadia pulls the plug on, you know, if you if I buy an Assassin's Creed game on Stadia in 2021 or 2022, and Stadia pulls the plug on that program, I can never play that game again. I think that's why they're sticking with the subscription model for right now, because that's I think once they. I think once they start allowing people to buy games physically on their platform, they know they're going to stick with it. Because as it stands right now with the subscription model, nobody's buying games. So if they do pull the plug, nobody has that sixty dollars. Got no bedroom. games on it, right? <laughs> I think we'll like see how it goes. Games. I mean, they got Football this... Manager, the one game that matters. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't need a good internet connection for that game. It's literally just spreadsheets and then a bad thing. Yeah, there's a rumor going around that Amazon is looking at developing their own gaming console as well. It's or gonna game be game streaming service. Game streaming service like Stadia. They they there's that and then the Microsoft also is competing in the space as well. X Cloud, yeah. Yeah, X Cloud. X Cloud, they they did say they were gonna use your console as uh, the server though, didn't they? The Xbox One. Yeah. So, <laughs> server. so you can stream it out that way to well, your tablet, to your mobile if, phone. When Xbox was first released or the Xbox, not this iteration, but they always they've always looked at Xbox as being like not just a console, but kind of your main media device in your household, like where you would go to to watch TV, watch movies, play video games. That's how they did it. I mean, that was the whole point behind Connect, right? It's just like, hey, I can just talk to my Xbox and pull up what I want. And yeah. now, you know, we laughed at that and they had that camera come up. But now look at the majority of TVs where you have remotes where you say, hey, you know bring me pull up major league baseball and street smart TVs that are connected to that. So it's smart TVs that have all the stuff that you would have on your Xbox. So 
I, it's, it's definitely where things are going. I, I like the fact that Stadia exists. I'm not going to buy one. Um, because I've, I've got too much time and money invested in a gaming PC that I've built, I built myself. (laughs) So, but what if you don't have to buy a Stadia? Like, again, like I talked about, like, where they dropped a subscription and, you know, you don't have to worry about making sure your drivers are up to date and, you know, like, is this going to run it? Like, I don't, obviously, I don't know the specs of your PC and things like that, but I use the website, like, can I run this? And I get a lot of, like, oh, you can run it on minimal settings. Like, I'm running Star Wars Fallen Jedi on the um, the minimal settings and I don't, I don't have enough, like, video RAM or something like that for the recommended settings. But what if that's not a concern anymore? Like, where you can, like, go to Stadia, like, you could Steam and say, I want this game, and then you could just plug your mouse and keyboard in, if that's how you play, or your controller in, and you just spent 60 bucks and you can play, I don't even know, like Elder Scrolls, the newest version. I, and it's going to run at, at the highest setting your computer can handle. I I would. The only other problem I have with that is that then becomes if I'm going to stream that game. So now I have to worry about my up and down tick to that, up and down to this. And then I'm probably only beholden to streaming to YouTube because I'm running through the Google platform. And then us as a, people who are established on Twitch, we're not mm-hmm. going to make that transition because the terms are way less favorable on YouTube as a, right. as a whole. So it, it would almost become more of a business decision at that point as a, as a group of people then versus if I'm, if I'm just me and I'm playing games for fun, absolutely. It probably makes sense. Especially if I'm mobile it like, if, if I'm paying for the subscription and I do just invest in the controller and then I can go like, Oh, I'm going to go, go to my parents' house in, and go visit my parents you know all i have to do is bring that controller and a chromecast with me and then i don't think you need to do that at all though like you could just bring your laptop and plug a any controller into it eventually yeah well i'm thinking about just if i'm going to vacation there and i don't want to bring a laptop or a pc with me i can just bring like a chromecast and have a controller and then be like at least i can still play video games down here and i don't need to haul you know right a laptop throwing throwing a disc and a controller in your bag is yeah Throw a, throw a disc in a controller in a bag, bring a tablet, and then, you know, I'm good to go. I don't need to bring my, you know, gaming laptop and plug it into the TV or my regular laptop. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot less evasive. Especially with a lot of people who are going to be traveling for the holidays and going to grandma and grandpa's house who have Wi-Fi but, like, nothing else. It's going to be a way to at least, you know, have that. And then I think also Stadia, I can I can see it, Stadia has, with its connection to YouTube and YouTube videos, it, it essentially is also... Small bit of a, of a smart device as well, where you can actually watch tutorials. Has anybody tried that yet? By the way, I wonder. I don't think that feature is working. Not yet. <laughs> the help videos. Yeah. Will there's a market? We need to start doing like tutorial level tutorials in Dark Souls. Get, a, <laughs> get ahead of the curve. You get some algorithm that says, "Oh, you died six times here. Click on this video to see how to pass this." Pretty much, yeah. find those tags and there's there there's there's the thing here we there's a market here people we think about this there's a whole new world for us here yeah but you know we have to like st- at the start of every single one of those levels i'd have to go hey guys welcome to the game world play itself youtube channel i'm Lord tea maker and joining me on this is bionic jt the king of dark souls so what we're gonna do today guys uh, i don't want to do that <laughs> I know you had to say the word YouTube. And that's painful. 
I mean, this is not the first time like a a you know platform like this has happened on live years ago without overhearing everybody at egx wanted one there was like a small box that you just plugged in and there you go streaming service and i can see stadia hanging around a bit more whether it's going to be the one that hangs around I'm not sure I'm not sure because you've got you know we you, we have playstation you know ps now where you can use that on some phones and you can use that on your pc which I don't know whether you can stream from that. I don't believe you can. Uh, you can stream from PS Now on console through Share, and then you yeah. can do it through uh, capture cards. All right, uh, then that's that's a, that's a workaround for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it depends on whether the other um, streaming services allow you ease of use to just go. Okay, stream button. Choose which streaming service you want, and away you go. Yeah, I mean, I know for sure you can stream from Stadia, like through Stadia and things like that. Like you could stream, yeah. like if you're playing on your Chrome browser, you can stream from your internal software. Some of the streams I've seen from it haven't been great, but there are some streams that I have seen of it um, that are really good. You just have to, depending on your connections and you know your setups. Like if you're playing on PC, like you probably have to have a gaming PC and a streaming PC. Yeah, it's it's just a case of whether they just continue to use just youtube or to go okay you can use mixer you can use twitch you can use well they can't really they can't really stop you if you yeah. can because if you and like a capture card just to run through through your hdmi so exactly it's a capture card through the hdmi or if you're doing it on a your your gaming pc and then you're streaming it through the streaming pc you're just capturing that window through the display uh, capture yeah. yeah display capture so, yeah, so yeah, they can't stop. They can't like Google can't stop you. Couldn't like t if I wanted to stream a Stadia game right now, like Google could not stop me from doing that on Twitch. Fair enough. That's then that's a that's a good way to. to now, if, that, if, that's my, if my home that's... connection could handle playing a game, a, streaming a game, I'm sorry, stream playing a game and stream live streaming a game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the big question. Is that like yeah. that can can network home networks do that because i you know there's a there's a lot of streamers nowadays who are full-time live streamers all the time on twitch and they have problems with their isps just getting a, a decent enough rate to do a, a regular stream sometimes right and so. there's also streamers that have two completely separate internet connections coming into their house yeah <laughs> but that's a that's a tax write-off right yeah <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> So I mean, this house it, yeah it's just like they can pay for it up front and then write it off later i mean when you're getting 30 million dollars from mix to go to microsoft to go to mixer you know and that makes this really easy pill to swallow at that point right i mean some of us go to mixer from twitch for like a ham sandwich and maybe a curly whirly i mean i really we could do with a ham sandwich right now i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> It's about that time of day. Yeah, yeah, it's almost food time. But so, yeah, that's news. That's content dump that we've had. Let's all wipe flush and then let's move on. There we go. Right. Okay. So, as you can see, we have a guest with us today. Is Dave Hunt, um, starter of a new venture, Digital Days Gaming. Yes, I got that one right. I was like, yeah, it's not, it's not, a, it's not as easy to say as it looks like. You know, when we were going through, first of all, when we were going through looking for names, that is hard. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no. 
we were there. <laughs> we were the, definitely there. The brand is very important. I feel like the I, I feel like a brand is much more important than a name. So what was very important to Michael and myself, my co-host, was that and we didn't we still didn't achieve this, even though we desperately tried to, is that we wanted it to be digital days gaming everywhere. Twitch and Twitter and Facebook and podcasts. So we would come up with a name and one of us would say, you know, text it to each other and the other one would be like, nope, this is what happens when I Google this. And I'm like, oh, so, you know, or this is what happens this or somebody has this or somebody has that. And then we found Digital Days Gaming and him and I both embraced the digital future. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we can go multi-platform. Him and I both worked together for a long time at PlayStation Nation. Um, and the time there was great. And it was just the creative differences that caused that change. So again, if somebody's looking to, to for me to, to to tell you something that you really want to know, or tell you something juicy, or some back background, like you're not going to get that from me. That's not my style. That's not how it's going to go. Glenn and Glenn runs that place, and he does a fantastic job running that place. He's ran it for 11 years. It's his. He built it. He it whatever he wants to do is 100% fine. But I was ready to, to do something completely different. And what what I was ready to do was Digital Days Gaming. And it's multi-platform. We are very similar to what you guys do, very similar to like what a gamertag radio does and you know and things it's places like that. We record a podcast live on Twitch. We upload the podcast to YouTube and to an RSS feed. Um, we do live streams. Uh, the goal right now is to do no written content at all. I, I don't feel in 2019 that people are reading. Um, yeah, D calling it DDG is kind of what it's evolved into. And, and I've done a little bit of uh, just referring to the episodes as DDG episode, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not naming an episode. We, when we realized after we did it like one or two times, like not naming an episode is, is a godsend that I don't have to think about what we're going to call the podcast with some, you know, fancy like name or tag game tag or anything to it. Um, but we want to be there to cover everything uh, possible. And the biggest thing is if you come and listen to us, you're not going to get what, <clears throat> excuse me, what Michael and I call, <coughs> sorry, <clears throat> you're not going to get what Michael and I call filler news like oh so and so game got a release date this week and so and so game got a trailer i mean unless it's a big deal that you know a game that finally got a release date or a game that got a delay and then usually it's going to spark a better conversation for us about game delays and 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 wh where those are evolving but we wanted to to di dive deeper into the the streaming world and the and just the, the world and gaming in general and the last couple of episodes if you listen to them have been very uh, heavy on um, games as service, games pass, you know, origins premiere, subscription-based services, the streaming aspects of it. Um, and then we still have like him and I still have a strong passion for, for playing video games. And then we have a strong passion for the community. We want it, the, the community drives the show. We want to know what you guys are wanting us to talk about. Uh, if you listen to the show, you find out that Michael doesn't like things like bread and peanut butter. Um, <laughs> yes. Or mashed potatoes or wow. Twinkies, or, you know, he's got some really, really bad eating habits. Is he American? Because um, that's like... He is. <laughs> say, like, does he just hate Thanksgiving then? Because he's just listing <laughs> off half the stuff. Yeah, I, this, I think this week's going into Thanksgiving. We record this Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming. Um, I think that 
we may have some conversations about what is acceptable to be on his table and what isn't. And it may be hilariously frustrating. <laughs> um, he's from Chicago. I'm from um, uh, Detroit. So we're both Midwestern guys. And like I said, we work together for a long time. Him and I have a really good dynamic and a really good history together. So if you guys would be willing to check the, check the show out, uh, you know, drop the Twitch channel, a follow. We got our affiliation this week. We're not even a month old yet. Um, so the the following and the the subscriptions on Twitch already and the Patreon support and all that stuff that people have been doing, sharing the show, following us on Twitter, joining the Facebook group has all been tremendously overwhelming and more than expected. Like I had goals set for like the end of December and the end of January that I'm already crossing off of our list. Nice. I, I like it when that that you get you hit the ground running almost. It's like, you know it's one of those things it's like because James and myself were part of Gamer Chatter before this. And again, that was kind of like off shooting from PS Nation because um, mm -hmm. Edward Pohl was the one who did the, you know, the Zen Pinball, Pinball League. And it was from there I met, you know, I met up with Ed and we became friends. And it was a case of Ed down the line went, okay, uh, I want to do a podcast. And so he started Gamer Chatter up. And it was about a year after when one of his co-hosts decided to move on that they started going co you know guest host and i was on there once and they went they him and tim miller decided mm -hmm. to, to ask me on permanently which was and you know it was an easy sort of yes for me because it was one of those times where i hadn't been doing this sort of stuff in quite a while you know we used to piss about on the old chat rooms with radio streams on there ages and ages ago and it was kind of a nice little progression of coming back to that and this is where tig whippy came from again it was kind of the same thing with you guys it's like well, we did you know the game won't play itself was the mm -hmm. name that we were scrambling for to look for ourselves when we were deciding to name ourselves and then we just sort of dropped it and went oh tig whippy sounds much better it's just it is almost a carbon copy of you guys you know mm -hmm. so it's I, so, yeah, I'm not really sure what my son is doing. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> He's adding background noise. <laughs> Don't worry. We've had my girlfriend snoring in the background. So. Yeah, I know. Kids screaming, girlfriends snoring. It's all good. Well, usually we record it's at night and he's asleep. So, like, and I didn't really factor this into him being home. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We. Hey, we've had worse stuff. Trust me. Yeah. We have. So he's in the other room being that child-friendly person that you guys were talking about, like where he's watching YouTube because yep. he actually like he's four years old. Um, right. and he when you ask him what he wants to watch on TV, he doesn't want to watch like a cartoon like Paw Patrol. Like sometimes he wants to, but he wants to watch like Spider-Man toys or Lego. Like he physically wants to watch people playing with action figures on YouTube. And there's an entire market for that. Yeah. He, he wants to watch Toy Let's Plays. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's just, it's fascinating to where he, you know, I still haven't, he's four, so I haven't got him quite working like the search feature before where you can teach a four year old how to like go up and down on channels or you can have like hot buttons on it. The stuff that he wants to watch on YouTube requires typing in words. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Then I'll do it. Hang on. <laughs> so then he changes his mind like every 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Typical four year old. Then really? Mm -hmm. You know, hang on, typical 34-year-old as well, if yeah. I remember. Okay. That's, that that means, it just means YouTube algorithm isn't perfected yet. They can't anticipate what your son wants to watch before he wants to watch it. 
Oh, they can because he does <laughs> temporarily fall down these holes where the show, like, he just continues to let the next thing go. And then I come and see him like an hour later when he's, I'm like, what the heck is he? <laughs> like, how did he get there? And that's how the aliens met up with yeah. the Nazis and gave them the information about the atomic bomb in World War II. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, I was watching Paw Patrol. Five yeah. minutes later, I'm watching alien conspiracy theory videos. Yeah, but he is the he's the carbon copy of the kid of like, why does this exist in the in the in the live streaming or the video world, and it exists because of people like my son. So on Amazon Prime, ev- there is somebody I, I I can't remember his name. Uh, Zebra Zebra plays games or something. I think he's a really big YouTuber. As I've done a little bit more research on him, but he has a deal with Amazon, I believe that, and this is like. Um, very rare with Nintendo, as I'm sure you guys have talked about yeah. before. Um, he can play through every single Mario game that has ever existed. Is him? He is playing through the game, start to finish, on Amazon Prime. Wow! Like 100 in the game of like going after all the stars and the stamps and Mario Super Sluggers and Paper Mario, all those games, even DS games, and he's actually pretty decent at it. At playing the game, and he's really good about talking while he's playing. But in terms of just being able for me to turn something on, and you know, my son has probably seen more Mario games than I've ever played now. <laughs> you could probably, if you start playing them <laughs> and he sees you struggling, he probably go, "Give me the controller, give me it, just just pass it over, and yeah, do it for so you." I haven't, I haven't started him playing games yet. He plays a little bit on a, on a phone or a tablet, you know, but we'll get there. So. We we start them young, don't we? To get them to game to follow in our footsteps, and then just well, embarrass. My twenty-year-old doesn't play games as much. He's like into the sports games. So yes, I have a twenty-year-old as well as a seventeen-year-old. So my son is actually twenty today, but he's nice. not home. So. <laughs> Happy birthday to him! He's in college, six hours away. So. Uh, feeling embarrassed by you? There we go. Yeah, he's not. He's too busy to care what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> So how was um how was it you got into uh PlayStation Nation and you know, by by proxy then to Digital Days Gaming? What, what was it led you into? Um Casper. So a lot of what factors into me digging more into podcasts and things like and and video content and finding you know websites and, that track news and and stories and stuff like that was when um the PSN went down whatever it was like 2011 when it went down for like a month or however long it was. And they gave, they eventually gave us um, some free games, which required you to go to the PlayStation store to download them, which is, you know, very smart of them to introduce the, to force you to go somewhere that people weren't comfortable doing quite yet. And it was like, Hey, our entire infrastructure went down and we're sorry. And we're going to reward you, but you have to go on an infrastructure that went down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with a new and improved security system yeah and that inter- like one of those free games was like infamous and so that introduced me into infamous and third person action games i'd always been into sports games and i always been into like um zelda games and nintendo a lot as a kid um and so then i started playing infamous and then i looked for things that were similar to infamous and i found uncharted and while i was looking for those i found podcasts like podcasts like on ign and, you know, you were looking for more things and you start searching gaming podcasts and I came across PS Nation and I'm like, oh, I have a PlayStation. So I started listening to them um, and I found out they had like a Facebook group and I was, you know, so I started interacting with some people there and they and then they asked for writers and I submitted a writing piece. The first ever piece I wrote was like PS3 or right, right before PS4 was coming out. And I was like, are you going to get rid of your PS3 and 
you try to put it towards your PS4? Are you going to use it as an entertainment box? Are you still going to play it? So it was like, it was like PS3 keeping or ditching. And I wrote this thing. The initial goal when I started with uh, PlayStation Nation was I wanted to write features and editorials of gaming as a dad. Um, you know, cause then I, gosh, however long ago that was, my son was, you know, a teenager and my daughter was like a preteen. Um, and so th- that evolved into some things and then games came up for review and I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. And they were like, well, do you want to review it? And I tried, you know, I said, I did a little bit of reviewing games and that slowly started, uh, turned into more and more and more. Then the opportunity came to go to E3 and we took a, I think one year we took six people to E3. Um, it was Glenn, Josh, Emra, Andy, myself, and Michael. Um, and so we did the E3 stuff. And this was also right around the time that Destiny had come out. It was getting ready for that E3. My first one that I went to was when uh, Taken King was announced. Uh, Destiny is my favorite game ever. Um, well, I remember him calling you Destiny Dave for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, and I even did like Destiny tip videos, and uh, you know, to help people when Destiny One had was a brand new thing that they were doing, and it was there were some things that were weren't always easy for people, and there was a lot of people that were playing the game, but I found that they weren't maximizing how to play the game correctly, like helping their time and making sure that they were you know doing things, I guess, better. Um, so as that, that's when things started to evolve and, and we started securing appointments and I was, you know, I was getting really good at shooters. So I was starting to cover first person shooters. Um, and the first time I ever did anything on video, I had about five minutes notice. Uh, we were at the Activision booth at the time. Uh, PS Nation had a really good relationship with, with a third party company that does uh, PR for Activision. We were talking to them and they're like, well, you know, in, Initially, when I went to E3 the first time, I'm six foot four. So um, Glenn was like, you can be like a great camera guy because people like are always getting in the way. So like if I put the camera up on my shoulder, we're talking about a camera being six, seven, six, eight, you know, in the air. So the initial aspect was I was going to kind of be his camera guy. He was going to on one day we were just going to do a bunch of interviews. I was going to film him. He was going to do the interviews. We were going to then upload that content to to our website, to the YouTube channel. Um, And that was the initial goal. So then during that time, as I was learning how to play Destiny better, learning how to produce content you know, on YouTube and talk about things a little bit better, um, we had the opportunity where the PR company said, hey, do you guys want to do an interview for Taken King? And Glenn's like, yeah, absolutely. He goes, let me find out if I can get somebody. So he walks over and he's sitting down, the PR guy is sitting down talking to somebody eating lunch. That guy eating lunch is Deej, the community manager for Bungie. So he's eating and I watch him like shake his head like, yep. I'm like, okay, well, DJ just said yes. So Glenn looks at me and goes, well, you're doing the interview. I go, what? (laughs) I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, I don't know enough about this game. You got to ask this guy these questions. You play this game all the time. And I'm like, I've never done anything on film or with a microphone. I've never interviewed anybody. And so I had about three minutes notice. And we set the camera up. And if you've ever done anything at E3 or at, at any kind of expo overseas or anything like that, the PR people are like, okay, you got seven minutes. <laughs> and you just go. And so we went and that started my weird way of weaving things through of where I started doing interviews more often. I started going to events. Um, a lot of PR companies like Ubisoft and Activision have flown me to multiple places to play their games. I got to go to Seattle for three days to play Destiny 2 before it came out, where they put literally put you in this hotel and we didn't leave the hotel. 
<laughs> they fed us. They get they we consistently had things to you know to, we just didn't need to leave. <laughs> and they like it, I was in Seattle for the first time in my life, and I wasn't allowed to. Leave. Not that I wasn't allowed to leave. There wasn't a reason to leave. Um, it, multiple times, Ubisoft has flown me out to do things for Far Cry and for uh, Division and, and all those games. And I and then I learned how to do interviews and and upload content and all. And Glenn decided after X amount of years that he was tired. He was worn down from podcasting, and he initially wanted to completely shut PlayStation Nation down. And Michael and myself, along with Josh at the time, pushed him to to reconsider and to to not. So we um, we assumed hosting of the podcast, um, myself, Michael, and Josh. And then over time, uh, Josh uh, moved on or was moved on. Um, and, you know, things were kind of changing and evolving. The podcast was going really well. We had a good history. And then we are here today. So was it just yourself and Michael then as a, as the the, the stopgap between Josh leaving PS Nation and you guys deciding okay we want to go in a different direction to what PS Nation? Uh, Michael going. and I had never even talked about doing our own thing until after I left PS Nation. Because it wasn't something did you you got over time where you were enjoying doing it to the point where you go okay we want to do something we want to move on from here but we still love podcasting so that was, was my that my leaving had nothing to do with me wanting to do my own thing that right. that came from after i left so. okay cool um so yeah so the best thing was i mean are you happier now doing multi-platform stuff um, I'm learning a lot of things. Like, uh, like I've like I've said, it, like Xbox Game Pass um, on PC is great. Origins Premiere on PC is great. I don't own an Xbox at all. I don't right now feel like I need to own an Xbox. Um, but uh, so because of every most of everything I want to play, I can play on PC. That's Microsoft Studios. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the the aspect of being multi-platform is really, really is interesting and learning. And, and like, I'm still, I, I'm still, I still love Nintendo deep at, at this, at the, in my core. And I will be getting a switch soon. It's just going to be a fine, more of a financial thing. My focus for so long was just on PlayStation because that's what it was. That's what I, what, what I covered and I'm ready to do more and, and cover more, but I'm also interested more in the things, the services and the, um, like how these like these games are evolving and and how these subscription services are evolving whether it's stadia or games pass or origins a premiere or you know games as service or subscription based games all that stuff of how gaming is evolving from like does the $60 single player market still exist yes it does still exist but it is nowhere near the size that it used to be no, but I, I, I could definitely agree with you. Do you think it will go, um, that price model then will go slightly cheaper to try and compete with the more streaming services? Or do you think uh, it will just I don't think that a game, I don't think that a, like a God of War, a Spider Man, a Last of Us, um, you know, Halo, if you buy it by itself, Gears, I don't think those will ever go below the $60 price point. Those games should cost $100 right now in, this, in, the, in our current economy. Yes. Yeah. The amount and of time, so, effort, and finance that goes behind it, they, they, that is, they should cost a lot more. Where games as service, when you would look at, obviously, somebody who also plays Destiny 2, you know, they've transitioned that to a game, to, to their, their model. And, like, now it's a free-to-play game where you can buy the content if you want and develop it. Or, what is it now, uh, Borderlands 3, which is, like, mm -hmm. not really a live service game. 
but more as kind of the traditional 60 with DLC. But they are adding some events in during during the lifespan cycle of the game. So it's where does it go? That's that is isn't a very interesting stuff. But you're, I think you're right. The games, the the God of Wars, the Cyberpunks, those won't go away because there's they're successful. And and I'm always fascinated. Like we talked about this on one of the shows like last week, two weeks ago. Like I'm fascinated by like the Outer Worlds came out on a couple different platforms, obviously because the deal for Outer Worlds was signed before Microsoft purchased Obsidian, but. If Outer Worlds two comes out, the expect like or when you know Halo whatever it is six comes out, um, the, the, the expectation has been set. I feel the expectation has been set for any Microsoft Game Studio game to be on Games Pass day and date. Yeah, that, so that's one of the things they've said. That any first party will be on Game Pass day one. My concern, longevity, long way is, and I understand subscription services, you know, consistently getting money from people that may or may not remember that they've subscribed to you, getting $10 a month from somebody, you know, like, or 120 bucks a year consistently, regardless of how much they play is better than getting them buying three games, maybe. I just don't know, like, is Halo going to be a quote unquote successful game if you can't stand there on a podium and say, we sold 7 million copies of this game? You know, like yeah. if you stand there and say, we've got 4.7 million people subscribed to Games Pass, like that's better than selling 7 million $60 copies because that's a consistent flow of revenue. But is that going to keep that company afloat? Is that going to, you know, is the next game that Obsidian brings out that is, that, that's exclusive to the Xbox platform, is that going to generate enough money for Microsoft to feel like that investment was worth it? And the answer, I don't know. Yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you can see, well, okay, you get a set amount from getting from selling the $60 games but how much revenue do they get as a, as a percentage from the game pass sales mm -hmm. well the, the revenue doesn't matter when you're owned by the company producing the content right but the third party one for example that can one and then right it's, it's the same question we have like about ps plus like how did yeah. it benefit rocket league psionics yeah. to put their game on ps plus that first day that it came out now, now there's microtransactions and everything like that in the game, but then there wasn't as many, and that game was considered a rousing success, and it actually was up for some Game of the Year nominations that year it came out, but the Psionics couldn't sit there and say, we sold this many copies of our game. They couldn't plant their flag. Yeah. And it's it's always interesting to me of, like, did that increase PlayStation Plus subscriptions for Sony to throw money at Psionics to say thank you for your us being able to market your game? Like, those deals, like, I would love to see somebody come out and say how these work you know games with gold or or playstation plus like somebody that get i don't even it sounds terrible to say this but somebody that got burned by the industry like the head of telltale that's no longer around anymore i want to hear like how those conversations like he's already done like he like he can't you know somebody that can never go back into the gaming industry sit there and say this is what we're doing because if you ever listen to like um listened or read jason schreier's book um the the pixel wars um where he talked about companies coming to microsoft and pitching a game and then saying yeah that's cool we want that just halo fi it and that's how we got like halo reach that wasn't even supposed to be that so I, you know like i wonder how that aspect plays into gaming in general like what you know could we have had something that was really really cool but a huge corporation decided i want it to be elmo yeah, that's the, yeah, that's that that I would be an interesting be bit down the line. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we look at look at the transitional stuff 
we've had in the past elsewhere in other companies and other situations. It's yeah, it's interesting to hear. Um, <laughs> I'm, here to, I'm here because Dave told me to. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, we can entertain you as much as they do. So, um, so speaking of gaming, we we might as well move on to what we have been playing this week. And as you're the guest, Dave, we'll let you we'll let you go first. All right. Um, I have been playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, like mentioned before, I picked up Origins Premiere for the month. And uh, that came with Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. And I was on the fence about that game. Uh, when I first saw it revealed during the EA press conferences at E3, we were watching it at in our um, in our apartment because we didn't go down to EA Access. Yeah. And um, it looked, for me, it looked rough with what they were presenting. I'm like, what is wrong with this game? And it could have been part, like, the television we were watching it on. But... It was like there was. It seemed like there was something off about the game. Um, so I kind of like put it off to the side, and people were like, "It's a Star Wars game. It'll be fine, and it's respawn." And you know, like they've, you know, they they did Titanfall and they did Apex, and it'll be fine. And I was like, you know, and then more and more, I heard about the game. I'm like, I should check it out. So, and I was blown away by it. It's it's like Zelda meets like Uncharted Infamous for me in terms of the fighting mechanics and the puzzling and the, the, the temples or the dungeons or whatever you want to call them and, and moving around through the world and playing with the lightsaber has just been a blast. Nice. Um, so I mean, like, and just having fun with it. The, the big thing I took, I remember taking away from that whole E3 situation was Greg Miller and the PR bullshit. Eh? He was spouting live when he go, he said, he sat there, boulders, brass and went, Oh, Oh look! Everybody in Twitch chat is loving it, and I'm sitting in the Twitch chat right there, and I'm seeing no, 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 no. This looks rough. This looks bad. No, no. So I just sat there, went, "Huh? Okay. So where you get this from, Greg?" <laughs> but I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that the more people are playing this, or they're actually enjoying it, because I do have it. I have it over there. It is there, ready to be installed and to play, mm-hmm. and. I'll be honest, the first review I heard didn't make it sound great. But then that seems to be more sort of the um, in the minority of that, that review sounding. Well, it started off fantastic and then just went downhill. So I was kind of like, that, that, that kind of, you know, it's suddenly the, 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 the hype for me for a Star Wars game. And of course, with EA, we know their track record with games, especially over the past couple of years. Yeah, but I feel like Respawn is safe in this bubble. <laughs> like, yes. <Yeah. laughs> it's like there's EA and then Respawn is like attached to them, but they're like there's like this long post that's connected them and they're in their own bubble. <laughs> it's it's the, the analogy that we use all the time with Bethesda and then there's id software. We're like mm-hmm. id is doing doom and doing great things with doom. Meanwhile, Bethesda's on fire like yeah. over in the corner and they're just like they're just the dog sitting there going, this is fine. We're great. We're okay here. We're doing our thing. Our thing's awesome. Don't worry about the dumpster fire. We're not a part of that. <laughs> so there are no microtransactions that I've come across at all in Fallen Order. As you're progressing through the game, you're opening up crates and things like that that have um, attachments for your lightsabers, changes for your outfit, changes for your poncho, changes for the skin color of your ship. That's all found from exploring the areas, discovering things, opening up crates, upgrading abilities. That's all discovered in the game, like it used to be. Um, the good old days. Yeah. Nope, um, no crowbar in multiplayer, right? Nope, just single player, 
experience, play the game by yourself. No, I don't see anything that shows as of now shows any online leaderboards shows that like, oh, your friend's going faster through this level than you are. or He killed more things in this level than you did. Um, it's got a what I consider to be a somewhat punishing save checkpoint system. Um, you run into these meditation points throughout the game that are scattered throughout the game and you meditate there and that saves your game. You can then mess with your skill tree at that time where you can upgrade force abilities. You can upgrade life abilities. You can upgrade lightsaber abilities. Um, you pick up new Jedi abilities as you're playing through the game um, while running as an example. That's about as far as I'm going to go in terms of exp uh, spoiling anything of what's available. Um, then it that allows you access to other areas. You revisit planets multiple times. Are these planets you know huge set pieces in the Star Wars universe? I have no idea because I don't pay that much attention to Star Wars other than just watching a couple of the movies. I don't know if this you know it's like oh they've never gone to this planet before and this is not what it's supposed to look like. I have no idea. Um, I just know it's fun to slice creatures in half and fight stormtroopers and and other things as you're progressing through the game with a lightsaber and and doing different moves it's a parry based game which i suck at parrying um so blocking at the exact moment of time um with the checkpoint system as you're progressing through if you die you automatically go back to where you last meditated yeah no matter how far that was or wasn't so save and save often uh you have the choice at the meditation point to rest and when you rest, you can get your life, um, your your co droid companion that's with you can give you stem cells, which heal you. Um, and you can you, you can use those in battle uh, while you're fighting. But if you die, you go all the way back. So when you rest, it re-ups your, your, your uh, healing ability. And it also resets all of the enemies in the game. Very, very Dark Souls then, yeah. um, because that 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 sounds to me like they've looked at Dark Souls and went the, the bonfire route. Now, or as we were talking before, Neo, yeah, as we were talking before with um before the show, with, with the actual comparisons and that with Dark Souls, because I know you said you weren't, you haven't really played a Dark. I've Souls never played so a Dark Souls yeah. or a Bloodborne game. So in terms of that way, that it sounds like the Fallen Order is like that in terms of spacing out things progression the the resetting the enemies so in in that respect could you let's say farm an area of stormtroopers to build up your experience to gain your skills to, to potentially go overpowered into the rest of the game and make it a lot easier um i would say that potential is there i i mean i guess i could see that but i feel like the way that they've been able to balance the skill point system of where you earn skill points by um, killing things um, and um, finding secrets and chests as you progress um, gives you continues that bar and you spend those points on other things, which make you more, which make you more powerful. Could you find an area that's like ravishing in enemies and run through and kill them and then run all the way back and, and, and rest and then do it again and then run all the way back and rest and kind of rinse and repeat that. Yeah, that's there. That would take you, a long time i feel like because you're not you you don't get as many xp points from killing stormtroopers and 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 um other enemies through the game i don't i don't know if you can farm a boss yeah. um but you get more uh 
XP from completing levels and finding chests and secrets and and moving through the game. So I don't I never felt like I need to go back and and there's not a level system to it as well. You just get new abilities with your with the skill tree. So there's not like you're level 14 now and you're fighting a level 10 thing. That doesn't exist in the game. Right. So, so it is fairly balanced so you can go to almost to any area. If yeah, I've never ran into something and, and said, "Oh, I'm not strong enough to do that. I need to go back and farm." Like, and if that happened in that game, I'd stop playing. Yeah, because that's that's one of the things, especially with the first Dark Souls, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. It does have an interesting thing. Wherever you die, like when you yeah. when wherever you die in the game, if a stormtrooper shoots you from across the map and kills you, um, or if you you know you get killed by a boss, that character glows orange when you reset the point and you yeah. and as long as you strike that enemy you get all of your xp and your life returned to you that you had up to that save point yeah that's again the, the very souls bloodborne thing especially where the glowing part is more bloodborne um than souls mm-hmm. because again this is this is the thing that that i guess that the comparison is there for because you know you get killed once in the, in the souls game you go back to the bonfire where you were. If you get if you get killed again before you get your souls back, they're gone. Yeah, the same. Yeah, so, I, I, the next person that killed you took whatever you had earned up to that point. Yeah, and so you can't get them back after the, the ones you lost beforehand. If you die, I again. believe that's there because I think I've died yeah. multiple times. Yeah, so in a way, that's very, very, very souls like. Um, which it, which considering I've been playing them a lot lately. It's it's kind of, I think if I play start playing full order, I'd, I'd seamlessly transition. I guess. Yeah, I mean I the puzzles, the climbing, much. figuring things out, the trial and error, evaluating things, looking at things, of how to complete a puzzle. You know, like trying to do this. Nope, that didn't work. Let me try it this way. Nope, that didn't work. Okay, let me see if I can do that with that. Okay, that worked. And then yeah. it breaks. You know, so those puzzles. I always felt like Uncharted puzzles were always really cool and really dynamic set pieces that the puzzling didn't require too much thought yeah fallen order has the really cool looking set pieces with very challenging puzzles nice because that that's one of the big things that i think some games were lacking set pieces now i know obviously you can't have a lot of set pieces all throughout the game because it will just burn you out in terms of wanting to do them but are the set pieces good are they sort of make you go in there so far so yeah there was um and again like i said i'm terrible with planet names but there was a uh last night i was playing and there was a situation where i was on a creature i was flying with a creature yeah. and it was flying over this planet that i was on and that just looked amazing i don't care what game you're playing whether you're playing a star wars game you're playing an uncharted game you're playing a horizon zero dawn you're playing Halo or whatever it was you were playing. That was one of the coolest looking scenes that I had ever seen when that game, when that bird, you were on that bird, like, and you were flying across to, to this tree. Like, it was just amazing. Nice. So, is that all you've been playing? That in the last couple of weeks, yeah. And um, I'm still, I still play Destiny 2 on a weekly basis. <laughs> Wish I could transition into James. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you've been playing then, matey? Uh, I have beaten Death Stranding. Spent forty hours. Went That's through a the speed entire... run. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was inter- it, it was a game. Um, 
I have to say, I I'm I don't know what to say about it yet because it's I'm still kind of taking it in because there's a it's a long burn that game. It's a long burn, and I do have to say that they 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 have some twists and turns. The the writing is very good. The acting is phenomenal, and I would never thought I would say that the years the acting in a video game was great, but here everything was everything was good. The best thing, I, the only thing I can say about the game, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's still playing it, because I know it's a long game. It's just it, it seems like everything's handcrafted to go a certain way, and even though I've stated that it's my two favorite games this year and I don't know which one is game of the year yet destiny uh not yeah, destiny 2 which is great um but uh wasn't released this year uh DMC5 the story was there just to get you to the gameplay death stranding is the opposite the gameplay was there just to get you to the story that being said I think that a lot of the choices with the way that the gameplay was set were intentional because as difficult as it is transversing and just being a delivery character, the more you walk a path, the easier it gets. And the more other people walk that same path, the things get flatter, the road gets clearer, and it get, makes it easier for you to make deliveries. So um, I will reserve judgment on it for at least another week or so, um, at least talking about it on the show. Because I don't want to, I don't know if anybody here is playing it or is still playing it, and I want to give people time to beat it because it is a long game. I spent a lot of time playing it. I know how many hours in I had for that game to physically beat it. Um, there are also a lot of cutscenes, so. But yeah, it was a very interesting gaming experience. Um, and I don't think it will be seen as a fit. If, even with that, how just opposed the reviews are, number one, I don't think it's going to be seen as a failure. It's a very successful game. I very much know exactly where I stand on it, and I follow. I, I keep my one saying, saying that everybody will get their own experience out of this game because of where it touches th on things on an emotional level, much kind of like God of War was, where it was about something and it was about emotions and human emotions. This game is very much about that, and people will take from that what they will. Um, and I think that's that's that. Also, a Football Manager released, and I've been playing a lot of Football Manager because after the emotional roller coaster of Death Stranding, nothing says uh, let's take a break like watching a watching spreadsheets, looking at data points, and assessing lower league contracts negotiations with sponsorship deals so I can keep the stadium running for another two days. Also Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you get, you go from a gameplay about game about delivering packages to like shooting things and getting up front. Um, I'm leveling a warlock and I have to realize I'm not a titan. I'm not a shield bear. I'm not a, I'm not a void titan anymore so my melee get attacks don't heal me. So I can't just run forward with a shotgun and kill everything. But that's it. That's all I've been playing. Fair enough. From so from delivering packages to delivering goals to delivering raids, delivering bullets. <laughs> you, you you play Destiny on PC? Ah, uh, yes, I do. I started on uh, I started on PlayStation, but I made the transition to PC. 
so I, now I'm on Steam, and I apparently have, without, I gave, gifted it to two friends, and now all of a sudden we have a clan of 30 people. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. This is a nice little song. Bang! Of people. Right, so, um, what I've been playing, well, I'm not going to say the stuff that I've been playing on stream. Because it's there on stream, you can see it. Uh, I have though been playing a lot of Dark Souls this this past week. Um, completed Dark Souls two with Jonathan, and the, the bosses the bosses near the end seem a lot easier than you would you would think. There was one that gave me a pain, you know, a real pain to complete. Um, but I think as Jonathan was saying, we, we're kind of rushing it. A little bit, and that wasn't even the boss because we didn't do all the stuff for the DLC. We didn't get all the little side bits to unlock everything, but you know, still a completion of a Dark Souls game, and I'll take that. You know, same way as uh, as Chris during extra took any completion percentage on Bloodborne. You know, when he just went, yeah, I'll accept that, and just became the sort of hunt looking everybody else. And then rather rather weird differently, rather than going one, two, and three, it seems to have gone three, two, and one. Because almost immediately we started the first Dark Souls. Which you can really tell the difference between them because you know, in the first one there's no whipping to other bonfires. They're there as checkpoints, they're there to say to level up, they're there to rest at. But you cannot bounce between different ones so you can have your friends come along and co-op with you to make things a lot easier, I have to say. I really do have to say. So if you have an issue like where you're trying to walk on a branch, but then the game decides, oh, no, you're not walking on the branch, you're falling off it. You have to go back quite a bit to get to that point now, um, which I'm glad they changed that for the second I really am because that can get frustrating very quickly. Let me just say, and there's also a lot more in the first Dark Souls where you have to do on your own. You cannot get co-op, which for me, knowing that you know, I, I I'm putting my cards directly on the table. If it wasn't for JT being my guide through this, I'd be lost. I'd be more frustrated, and I'd die a hell of a lot more. I can tell you that much. Um. But yeah, I, I I do enjoy them though as co-op. I really do. They they say it takes the edge off of this. It takes the edge off you having to die a lot to learn things, to learn to parry, to learn to dodge, to learn the patterns. Whereas if you have a mate who knows what they're doing, a lot of the time you can actually sit back, let them be the sacrificial lamb. So then you can have an easier time with it. Because the good thing about these are is if you if you go into someone's game and you die you don't lose your souls it's it's almost like you're perf performing a task for them but you don't get punished for it if you go into someone else's yeah so that's pretty much outside the stream what i've been playing so if we move on to uh we finally move on to the shout out so do you have any shout-outs, Dave? Do you want to pimp anything? Do you want to give anybody props? Um, no, not, not really. Um, I mean, just myself and Michael. Um, so in terms of like 
access to us on social media. Like I said, uh, the digital digital days gaming on Twitter is at digital days pod. So similar to what I said before, we were trying to get everything in one thing. Uh, Twitter has a uh, limit how many characters you're allowed to have in the handle. <laughs> so, um, so that's where digital days pod came from. So that's our Twitter handle. Uh, his Twitter is at the first MJC one ST. Um, so please just give him crap about it. just ask him a food question and you'll be fascinated with the answer because it's probably not what you expect it to be. <laughs> <laughs> so go on then, go on then, Michael, what's your favorite sweets? Yeah. Um, and then um, my Twitter handle is at good Dave hunt. Um, so, and then we also have a Facebook group. You should just be able to search digital days gaming on Facebook and you can request to join and Michael or myself will check it. And um then digitaldaysgaming.com is where you can get the podcast from the YouTube channel. Same thing, Digital Days Gaming and um, uh, Twitch, uh, like uh, he's putting in the chat now, just uh, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming. And then the final one is we have a Patreon. Uh, we are in the process of looking at some things and collecting feedback on the Patreon. So if it's something that you're interested in. Please let us know. There's early access in there. There's bonus content. There's Discord access in there. Um, you know, and there's a few other tiers in there. Um, the biggest thing with Patreon for us is it's just a way for us to give community the possibility of supporting us and know that that's going to go into upgrading the content that you receive. Um, doing something as simple as um, donating, going into the one dollar tip jar as an example, takes care of podcast hosting for us for an, for an entire month. I've just seen someone in chat here that I have to go, what? <laughs> Michael hates Twinkies. Yes. What? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm a fussy bugger with eating, partially because of my, because of health issues. But, but He hates bread. He doesn't how, like bread. How can you hate Twinkies? <laughs> This sugary goodness. I mean, I was disappointed I forgot to get some at AGX. He doesn't like Hostess either, like oatmeal cream pie and, and King Dongs and, and, you know, things like that. Little Debbie's. He doesn't like Little Debbie stuff. Wow. Yeah. What's his thoughts on Entenmann's? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to tweet him that Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to have a load of us from this to subtweet Michael. It's like, do you hate Jolly Ranchers? I'm not exactly sure what the aspect of bread. He doesn't just like white. He doesn't like regular white bread. I know that. I mean, he talked about like he'll you know like pretzel buns and you know and it, it, things like that. But he doesn't like regular white bread. It's on last week's episode. Like so, okay. listen to oh, DDG yeah, episode I'm, four. It's near the it's near the end. So. I'm, I'm just thinking to myself now because I know we'd mentioned it, but they're like, well, he doesn't like turkey. So tur I don't. I didn't say he didn't like turkey. He didn't say he liked turkey. Didn't like bread and mashed potatoes. Yeah. So there's stuffing and mashed potatoes <laughs> off the freaking. Th what are like the three big things that you have at Thanksgiving? Turkey, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. That's two out of the three. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Do me a favor because he's the one that compiles all the questions. So if you use hashtag Ask Digital Days on Twitter, you don't even have to tweet at anybody, but just use the hashtag Ask Digital Days and write. What do you eat on Thanksgiving? I will make sure that's in the show this week. <laughs> will? All right, we're going to have to. Yep. <laughs> and then I can try. I can even try to clip that and I'll tag you guys in it. If we, if we, on Twitch chat. Yeah, we will. We <laughs> will. Oh, we will be. The, I, I will be. Make sure I am there. 
in chat <laughs> to make sure it's just like we're we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. Sunday Sunday night, nine thirty PM Eastern, twitch.tv slash digital days gaming. Yes. We will uh You're gonna have to do that, James. I'll be I'll be uh for watching Survivor series like this. Survivor like series this. like this. No, I got <laughs> so I you're got gonna this. have to do that for us. I got this. Nine nine o'clock on a Sunday, that's 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 fine. It's yeah. I'll I'll be there. I'll, I'll definitely be there. And we all know that I've done a lot less for a meme. <laughs> I've done a lot, or a lot more for a meme. So this, if sitting in chat, waiting, waiting. For I'd probably say like home. ten fifteen, ten thirty will be when we get to the community. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be there for the whole thing. You were here, yeah. here. Those, yeah. No, I will be there. I'm, I have a vested interest in this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'll actually fit we can have a whole little bit about our spotlight can be thanksgiving because the, our, the episode will be out like right on on the on the audio versions on the day of thanksgiving or maybe i'll give people a little thanksgiving treat and give it to them the wednesday before thanksgiving so they can have it while they travel yeah i just i, I don't i don't get it <laughs> i'm confused <laughs> see i can understand the, the, the white bread part because this year my auntie who you know Seems to like me for some reason. I don't know why. But <laughs> she got very, very sort of uh, passionate about the fact that she wanted me to stop eating white bread and just go with like brown bread, a whole meal, you know, because apparently, it, it, you know, it bloats you. It makes you fatter. Now, I'm already fat enough. I can, I can get that, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've been I've been pushed to eating, you know, to go to go into a 50-50, you know, brown. And all the, um, all the vitamins. I'm really, really sorry, but I do have to go. You no go. worries, man. No worries. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. So if follow Dave on Digital Dave's Gaming on Twitter, on all the stuff that he mentioned, please do follow him. But thank you very much. Be, be in his chat at 9.30 on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we all need to be there for this. Yeah. But I really do appreciate you guys um, having you. me on the show. Thank you. Um, no we will look into that. Thank you uh, for conversating with me and putting up with some of my weird antics. I appreciate it. <laughs> no uh, I hope everyone listening, watching, enjoys it and has a great rest of your week. So, And happy Thanksgiving yeah, happy if Thanksgiving. you celebrate. So, so. Happy Thanksgiving, guy. Talk to you guys later. See you later, dude. So we're gonna have to go. What was the hashtag game? Was it Ask Digital Day, Gate Days Gaming? <laughs> we're just gonna tweet at them and hashtag it. Yep. It's gonna be Let's that do easy. that. <laughs> Shall we do it live as we speak? I'm, 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 no, that's your thing. You can, you can tweet and hashtag. We all know what my, my, I'm, I'm Mr. Technical except when it comes for Twitter, and I'm just sitting there going like, "What the frick do I do here?" <laughs> it's right to Twitter. There's I'll get Twitter and hashtags and things. Hashtag piss Michael off. <laughs> Let's see how to make this weird. Right. Okay. So, uh, my why, shout. Why outs. did you talk? To, why did you talk to that? Those these two guys. You went there and just bashed me. As did, thank you, Soul. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, there, there's your hashtag in chat. Thank you very much. I shall grab that now. Thank you very much. I mean, so if he doesn't like already. bread, that means he doesn't like pie. That's another thing he can't have on things. What does he eat? He can't have. He can't have pie. What? What, what is pie's what? crust made out of? Bread. <laughs> <laughs>
Now he said white bread, but still, it's like you can't have cake. I mean, it's just confused. Cinnamon rolls too. Oh my god. Oh dear. Oh we're no. Just, we're just gonna, like we're just like gonna list down like we're just gonna like create the create a list and be like. <laughs> You know what this may turn into is just like us asking him like every week is just like one food question. What do you like sausages? <laughs> it's like next week. <laughs> what are your thoughts on oysters? Specifically, what about <laughs> what are your thoughts on Boulogne oysters coming from specifically coming from specifically from Brittany? Who the fuck are these guys again? <laughs> I'm sorry, but like. I mean, I say that I hate Uno, and that gets brought up enough on this show. <laughs> so. Yeah, because we're scared of what you do. <laughs> oh, boy. Come on in. <laughs> I'm just scared of the crap out of you. So, yes. yes. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Welcome. By the way, for, for years I've been trying to get Rob on the podcast, and now this is when it finally happens. Yeah, the only time you get Red Reigns on the podcast is when he jumps in like this. I just also, I just, I, I want to let's set the scene here. He knocks on the door, opens up, sees you sitting at a computer screen in a onesie with a panda, <laughs> and he's not phased by it, not in the slightest. No, yeah, we know because. Headset, you can't hear it. No. So, <laughs> anyway, right. Okay, so I should just finish off here. Yeah. Right. We'll bugger off. Okay. Back. Okay. See ya. <laughs> Crafty, I have, I have a, a. Bye, James. Bye, Bye Chris. Bye, people. <laughs> Tim says hi, background Rob. Hi, Tim. There you go. Hi, chat, Tim. Um, Crafty, I have a I have a very large hatred for Uno. Um, there is a ten minute long rant about my my disgust of that game. I think it's clipped. Yeah. Oh, if it hasn't been clipped, it should be. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> it should be. there's a. Yeah, I hate that game. I won't go into it now because I'm in a good mood. Catch me in a bad mood, and um. Yeah, that was one of those left field questions that came out about Uno, and it was just like, whoa, James James has problems with this game. Yeah, we sort of sat back and was like... <laughs> Much like a lot of people are going to be doing with some of their family members at Thanksgiving in a few, in a few days. Yeah. That one yeah. uncle that uh, obviously said something. But yeah, shout-outs. Obviously... Uh, chat, chat, you guys are awesome. Rob uh, for jumping in, Becca as well. Yep, <laughs> his lovely other half. Um, Dave for coming on. <laughs> Lots of you do extra life goals the next you, year. You can. I will not be involved. Uh, also, want to say thank you and you're awesome to the people that showed up last week because uh, I was away as you were now for wi-fi wars and the dark room and the group from steve mcneil's community showed up in force and had a good time including crafty rebel and met last lisa for the first time which is was very nice to do 
she is love in real life so yeah so there's that and so chat also want to give a big shout out to team tig whippy because last i checked we were less than one dollar away from three and a half thousand dollars raised wow it's just absolutely outstanding which again uh next weekend robin is doing the stream for a crafty christmas special a crafty christmas special okay it's after thanksgiving so i will allow it yeah <laughs> i have a hard rule that there's no fucking things no christmas shit until after thanksgiving hard well, yeah should, no christmas stuff until December the 1st should be. I give a pass to Thanksgiving because some people will like, we've eaten Thanksgiving, now let's set up the Christmas tree because all of our family's here. I get that. I'm fine with that. That's a family tradition thing for you guys. I'm all for it. I don't need to see fucking Santa Claus in CVS the day after freaking Halloween. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's stupid. That's not what this holiday's about. It's about how cheap I can buy a TV on Amazon on Monday. <laughs> it's about I got a I got appliances I need to replace, and this is the best time to get the deals on them. <laughs> well, we have had a reply from MJC about his food. Because <laughs> I did ask him what food does he hate at Thanksgiving. <laughs> And it's just come back with mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, that's that, that that's not all of it. That's no, there 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 are deeper the the correct answer would have been is that what foods are allowed on the Thanksgiving table? Obviously, uh, we we we, we will investigate further. Yeah, we will investigate. Do that in my absence, so I can listen to it on on Monday afternoon. <laughs> ah. James, it's in, oh, hello, friends. <laughs> Yes. Also, I forgot to mention a D&D group because we played D&D on Saturday. And it, like always, it's a ton of fun. Uh, yeah, it's been... <laughs> Do I hate mashed potatoes? Yeah. I don't get why people hate mashed potatoes. Do you like regular potatoes? You know, steam them, mash them, put them in a stew? I, yeah, if... I'll be fair on this, right? If if MJC and Robin don't like mashed potatoes, I'll have theirs for yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> See, there's but like fully loaded mashed potatoes is one of the best things ever. You get mashed potatoes with some chai in it. See, there's you're having it wrong. That's the problem. You just don't have mashed potatoes. No more. You have to put a little salt and pepper on it. Or you do fully loaded, where you just basically make a baked potato, except it's mashed. So you have, like, the mashed potatoes, you mix chai into a little bit, and then you put cheese and bacon bits on top of it and a little dab of sour cream. Well, you do that. You go, you get your mash, you get your sausages, you put your sausages in your mash or on top of your mash, and then you get your gravy. Yeah, I've, I've had it. I've enjoyed an English breakfast from time to time. I I like taking the I like taking my bangers, mixing it in with the mashed potatoes, and then scooping a little bit of the beans on it. It's great. It tastes amazing. I understand what you're saying. Mashed potatoes by themselves are bland, but mashed potatoes are meant to be mixed with everything else on the plate. Am I wrong here? Yeah. 
It is meant to supple. It, it is meant to be either dipped, like scooped up first, and then stuck in the fork, stuck into something else, or have the fork on something and have that dipped in the mashed potatoes. Also, yeah, because gravy. mashed potatoes can be too dry, dry without gravy on it. It's like, oh, by the way, right? I showed Robin last week the the fact that I do eat kebab meat with gravy. It is glorious. Still, do you know why? Because it's meat, meat and gravy. <laughs> It, it it well yeah well it, it's you're basically yeah. taking the drippings of the meat and putting it back on top of the meat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes are the supplement to everything. It's much like pasta is bland on its own, but you put a pasta sauce on the pasta, and all of a sudden, voila! It's specifically that motion. Um, Well, I was, I was, I was yeah. waiting for the KFC bet on the Sunday morning, but we didn't do it. <laughs> See, now those KFC, that's not really mashed potatoes. That's crack cocaine, okay? KFC mashed potatoes, I don't know what they put in it, but that stuff's ridiculous. We have the best restaurant here, local to us. Uh, me and Kim will sometimes go to it. It is a KFC and Taco Bell in one-stop shopping. Yeah, but Taco Bell, that doesn't normally agree with your stomach. You know, you, you're normally having a bigger content dump than normal. Well, that's, Taco well that's the thing with Taco Bell is because, like, I can get the Kentucky, I can get the KFC, but then I can get, like, the loaded potato griller, which is just, yeah. like, like tater tots with, with nacho cheese and sour cream and yeah. bacon bits inside a tortilla wrap. Uh, yeah, Crafty, uh, KFC and Taco Bell are owned by Yum Brand Foods, so they have restaurants like that together. Uh, yeah, the Food Won't Eat Itself podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you got that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is even, and I have seen this white unicorn, I have never been in it, but there, I have seen a, I have seen a Pizza Hut Taco Bell KFC. Wow, bloody hell. Hang on. <laughs> As we're talking about animals, I might as well go full panda. Yeah. So this has been the food eating segment of the Game Won't Play Itself podcast. Uh, I am now officially hungry and have to go get lunch. Same here. I'm, I'm hungry as well. And uh, the, uh, the Gran Turismo World Tour big final for Monaco is going to be starting soon as well. So I'm going to be watching that. Don't understand it. They don't just turn left. There you uh, go. <laughs> wrong kind of racing. <laughs> yeah, Pepsi used to own, but now it's owned by Yom Food Brands. And also get a couple of uh, couple of Black Friday bargains yeah. before you know kick thing because Rob's Christmas present. So I'm glad he didn't actually see that <laughs> on the screen while I was like, what he came in for the podcast because that would have ruined it um and also if you're on uh xbox and you you only want like me games of gold you can get 12 months of xbox live on the on shop2.net at the moment for the lower price of 37 pounds 85 so yeah so go to it if you want all right, I think that's good. Who is around that we can raid? 
Well, that's a very good question. Shall, shall we take a gander? Let's, We're going to take, take a gander. A... Because I'm using the new the new dashboard, and I don't... Mm -hmm. I, it doesn't... Hmm. Uh, nobody that I, I, I see on my end. What about you? Um, well, we could go to a lovely lady called Nietzsche, uh, who is on. She is playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. She's a lovely lady. She's okay. part of the Don't Rich Quits community as well. Uh, so I will the link in chat for you. Great. So it will be, this is, this How is her name? name. Like that. Because oh. when you said like Nietzsche, I thought you meant yeah. like 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 Nietzsche, like, like Nietzsche, like yeah, like Nietzsche, like Nietzsche, you know yeah. that thing. All right, everybody, this has been the Game Will Kill Itself podcast. Go say hi to Nietzsche, 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 yes, yes. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, join up. Also, days. Gaming, yeah, digital days gaming, digital DDS, DDS. Yeah. We are going to make them call themselves DDS because, as the game will play itself, we have embraced Tig Whippies. So, or DDS. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Good morning. We'll see y'all later. Bye bye for now. See you next week. Damn it, the ending button doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs>